Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're continuing our discussion about community development. Yes, well, I'm interviewing Jacques again, this time about the directions community development has been moving in locally and across the world. In the last program, I asked Jacques whether he thought community development is something inherently conservative, for example, keeping things pretty much the same, but helping people make friends, or is it something that can really change the system and all of its in- injustices and onslaughts, which I'm sure a lot of listeners would be aware of from first-hand experience. For, for an example of systemic injustice, look no further than the shape of the federal government's economic stimulus package just announced. So, of course, there are some good things in it, like the one-off payments to people on pensions and New Start, $750, which is a good thing. But the stimulus unashamedly focuses on bolstering Australian businesses and protecting employers to the tune of $8 billion. Against all the evidence, once more, we see faith, blind faith, ideological faith, that businesses will trickle down its wealth to employees and people in general. And what about all the stories of wage theft we've been hearing over the last few months and also businesses funded by the taxpayer failing to deliver services and running off with the cash? And all of that while, of course, any change in the welfare system itself, like, for example, increasing regular uh, new start payments, they are constantly rejected or they are ignored or... Uh, yeah, it, it, it is actually quite interesting how they stymie that part of possible reforms with the money they want to spend and stimulate, again, the top end of the, mm. of, uh, of the structure, basically. Mm, yeah, so mm. New Start recipients, they urgently need more money on a regular basis. Right. We know that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't usually even cover rent. So they need much more than a one-off extra mm-hmm. payment. That's right. Because the problem doesn't go away with a one-off payment. Mm. New Start doesn't even cover basic rent and food, as I've just said. And I'm, I'm thinking we could perhaps rename it Now Stuck, <laughs> because that was, happens to a lot of people when they're on New Start. Exactly. They're now stuck. So, and really personally, I'm beginning to think about this withholding of the means to live as financial abuse. Mm-hmm. It's causing so much pain and misery, and it's unreasonable. It's unjust and it's really taking away people's ability to survive and get back on their feet, Mm -hmm. if that's what we really want them to do. And really, I don't use the term financial abuse lightly, as it really is a serious dimension of family violence. But I do think the term is appropriate for what this federal government is perpetrating on a grand scale over a long period of time on a large part of the populace. And the un- interesting thing is that uh, in community activist terms uh, that people don't go and get on the streets for that. 
you know, yeah. as we used to do <laughs> way yeah. back in the 70s yeah. and in the early 80s. So it's quite interesting how uh, activism is sort of like done by uh, peak organizations like ACOS, VCOS mm-hmm. and all of that. But mm. that, on the other hand, they to quite a degree have been too much integrated in the system itself. Oh, and they're shamed mm, that right. it's their individual fault Absolutely. that they're in the situation yeah. that they're mm. in. Yep. So anyway, in our last program, we talked about how we can together create change and create a better present too, which is the same thing, really. Mm. They have to happen together. We talked about relational work as Mm -hmm. promoted through community development, as well as activism to change the system. And we agreed, Jacques and I, that is, and we agreed that we need to work out ways to live together in healthy Mm. relationality Mm. with each other and the environment for any meaningful change to happen and continue. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jacques, you described how a lot of activists are abandoning the language of top-down and bottom-up change. So I suppose that roughly equates to systemic change and mm-hmm. you know, working with people in local communities. And um, you talked about how um, activists are looking at more at horizontal or horizontal or relational work. So in this program, we'll uh, come back to talking about ways we can better do community development. But firstly, for some historical context, Jacques, can you, um, as you're so good at doing in short periods of time, can you describe <laughs> some of the shifts in international community development over the last 60 years or so? Yeah, just take international development as an example as to how it has shifted uh, its emphasis and its focus in the 50s. That was the first so-called development decades. And I use development as a sort of a signal because community development uses that concept of development quite indiscriminately, I have to say, without really be clear about what it is that needs to be developed. That's why we talk more and more about the development of community to make that clear. Uh, So in the 50s, development was without a doubt to do with growth, economic growth particularly, particularly as many colonies then were uh, becoming uh, decolonized and they were very much behind in terms of, uh, thought to be behind really, in terms of economic economic situation because Mm. the colony had pumped everything out of it to the benefit of the colonizer. And so there was a big, big sort of like, I I don't know what to call it really, they were back and that was what needed to be uh, managed and uh, remedied by growth. Economic growth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was not just in the capitalist-inspired countries, but that was particularly also in the communist. They needed to also catch up. Then in the 60s, suddenly quality of life became more of an interest. Uh, And the late 60s, as we know, was quite a big uh, revolution of ideas Mm -hmm. in the West and everywhere, really. Mm. And uh, therefore, the living experience of people started to join the growth idea as a focus for development. Mm -hmm. It was the high noon of activist community development and so on. By the 70s, the early inklings of uh, economic rationalism started to pop in. Mm. Uh, and uh, Maybe the, mid-70s here? The mid-70s, yeah. Yep. When Whitlam got sacked? Yeah, mm-hmm. ex- around that time. And particularly also but then uh, it led up to Thatcher and Reagan in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so uh, it, 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 throughout the 70s, I think development became 
got more of a participatory intonation, focusing on people, but still growth was to be the focus, the main focus. But the kind of uh, focus also on human rights started to really come in. Mm. And uh, 70s, of, of course, that was very clear in, the, in those kind of movements which were worldwide, happening worldwide then. Uh, into the 80s, uh, when it looked started to look as if the development model was actually not working, countries did not, developing countries did not uh, catch up as they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had overextended or had overextended the loans they needed to take to catch up. So they got into huge financial crisis. Mm-hmm. So the development notion started to shift to things like endogenous development. They put it back on the people. Endogenous development and putting it back on people. Back on people that it needed to come from the inside rather than being stimulated from outside help Mm -hmm. and with outside aid. The 90s then started to get the first inklings of the sustainability issue. Mm. Uh, Environmentally, environmental sustainability. Exactly. We started to note that we were in all of our development eagerness. We were destroying nature. And... uh, the 2000s probably are characterized by a very confusing mix of weakened human rights, uh, the sustainability and the need for ecological restoration, but also it looks very clearly, or it's very clear to, to us really, that capitalism seems to be running on its last legs. So you get desperate attempts by the capitalist system to make as much money out of the present state of mm. affairs, but shift it to the top. Mm. And uh, so the overarching sort of impositions of neoliberalism and uh, the growing inequality which comes with that certainly makes things worse and therefore make the need for uh, grassroots, if you want to use that term, Mm -hmm. community development, so much more More significant. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for that (laughs) really great quick wrap-up, Jacques. We'll go to some music now. God Save the Hungry by Grace Petrie. Uh, Grace is from the UK and this is her alternative to God Save the Queen. And she was at the recent Port Ferry Festival and I like something that she said was we're at a stage point now where we have to make a decision. Are we caring about each other or not or just caring about ourselves? And that's a really important political juncture that we're at. Oh 
greater. If it had fairness, sad it's hurt. Yeah, this nation altogether, it's more than the sum of its parts, but they will call you a traitor. For even daring to believe a slight of hand from those who bleed this land to right. And yeah, it's true, God ain't my thing, but if he was, I'd rather sing for all of the refugees of perishing in foreign seas. Those bodies washed up on the shores were fleeing our state sponsored wars. along to the album launch of Kukatha Gundachamada Songman Dave Arden's Red Desert Man Saturday the 14th of March at the Thornbury Theatre 859 High Street Special guests include Kutcher Edwards, Young Warriors, BB Sabina and Amos Roach Head to the Thornbury Theatre website for more details and to book tickets Dave Arden's Red Desert Man album launch Saturday 14th of March A 3CR supporter You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 855 AM on your dial. 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today, we're talking about community development and the directions it's taken locally and across the world over the last 60 years. Uh, Jacques, so continuing our discussion before the break, what have been some of the impacts of changes in community development over the last 60 years? We could have another five or six programs about that alone. So I'm going to use Bartolomea de Souza Santos, who is a Portuguese Santos, is the name where you can find him in the literature with, Uh, is a Portuguese and uh, he also works in the United States at the University of of, uh, Wisconsin. And he has been writing quite importantly, I think, about uh, what he refers to as, uh, and I use the word and explain it, epistemic colonialism, which means that the way in which our present system is working, it actually colonizes the minds of people worldwide Mm. so that they start to think. Yeah, the way in which those in power want them to think. So they're thinking like the colonizers. Totally, exactly. Mm. So the Santos he gives and in using an int- the same language, I guess. Don't they do mm. they, absolutely. So he he uh, identifies about seven threats which happen in the background and which totally influence community development and the ways in which we people try to live our lives. First is the disorganization of the state. And we have been having conversations about that before. There is the whole to and fro of populism, uh, crisis responses, all of 
all of those things. The second is so the disorganization de- of the state. The, yeah, the dis- and the destabilization of democracy, mm-hmm. which is the second, uh, mm-hmm. okay. the, the second feature of that, if you want. The third. Uh, <coughs> sorry, the dis- so destabilization of democracy, mm. you mean destabilization of people really participating mm, in decision making about yeah. directions so we're taking? We had that whole program about that, you remember, a couple, mm-hmm. of, couple of weeks ago. The, the third, uh, I don't know what to call it, so he calls it threat, but it is actually more than a threat because it is happening in reality the marketization and the commodification of knowledge. That means rather than it being something which we as individuals and groups draw from mm-hmm. to lead and our share. lives, mm. that's right, it becomes it becomes a, a market item to sell and buy. And the crisis of the university, mm. uh, the university is now with suddenly their big providers of students mm. falling out of the of the equation because of the, of of the, corona, the, the coronavirus thing. We see how many of the universities now are scrambling. Yes. The fourth uh, threat he calls the destruction of nature. That's obvious. And the fifth one is the devaluation of work and labor. Mm. We now talk so much about gig gig jobs. We talk about casualization. Casualization is a big problem. T- universities, just to stick, uh, stick with that example. There are a lot of in- people. People you, on New Start who are underemployed. Totally. They're actually working, yep. but they're yep. underemployed. Absolutely. 60 to 80% of staff in universities now is casualized. Mm. So you can see what that does to learning. Uh-huh. The sixth is the criminalization of social protest. And I don't wow. need to go any further than Australia. Well, of course. Where we have uh, a particular minister uh, who pretends that he is. He can be arrested for protesting. Yeah, exactly. And, and people are. Yep. And how protest and advocacy are taken out of many programs because they don't get funded anymore. So, uh, and finally, the immense colonization of people's heads, which we already talked about, mm. of their mind, of everything, and of anything that is other, that is different. Mm. For example, the worldwide reaction and attacks on Muslims worldwide mm. is one example of mm. that. Yeah, it reminds me of mm. what marketers used to call mm. mind space. They'd yeah. say how much, Coca-Cola might say, how much mind space, how much do we have of mm. what's on people's minds? Yep, that's right. Um, and there's not much which is not influenced by, by the powers that be. Mm-hmm. 3CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 855 AM on your dial. 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about community development and if and the ways it can be helpful (laughs) (laughs) and and, and the role of community development in building a better present and a better future. So Jacques, I know we've... We have a vibrant community development movement, which, surprise, surprise, we don't hear much of in the mainstream, mm-hmm. but we do have it locally and worldwide um, through local initiatives. But also there are initiatives that draw together local and global mm-hmm. uh, people mm-hmm. and organisations. 
and and they really work together toward uh, toward changing the system, mm-hmm. as well as working locally. So perhaps you could tell us a bit about some of these initiatives as you know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the readers will probably remember in the first program on community development we talked about three types, traditional types of community development. There was the local development version, social planning version, and then thirdly, the more social action system change orientation. So today, just for the time which is left, we probably talk a bit about the two first ones and give some examples. So local community creating initiatives certainly have not gone dead they certainly have gone also in uh, in they, they took on sh- different shapes particularly with the incorporation of care for the for nature and the environment it's probably the the environmental movements in various ways which have reinforced and re-inspired local community development because mm-hmm. they started to People started to understand that they will, they needed to start looking at other ways of surviving, of other ways of living with one another, if they wanted to diminish their impact on what really is the only thing that sustains them, and that is nature. Mm-hmm. So, in that area, we have, for example, local energy and trading systems, let systems. We talked about those. Cooperatives are very, very much emerging, re-emerging, particularly the small local versions. There is placemaking work like Sustainability Street and Village Well, which we know locally in Melbourne and in many other places, really, because they, like Village Well, work internationally, really. The transition movement projects, Mm. many of us, we have... Transition towns, transitioning to sustainable... Environmentally right. sustainable practices. And interestingly, they started initially with a concern about oil running out. They meanwhile, when oil is sort of like we know running out, but also because of the damage it does mm. to the environment, they, the, the emphasis with the transition movement has gone much more on direct sustainability issues. Mm. Then there is David Holmgren, Permaculture David yeah. Holmgren's Retro Suburbia Handbook, which is a really fantastic book. Mm. And about there's all ideas about downsizing, creation relationships, sustainability, and things like that. Mm. There is now also a very strong movement popping up, which is often referred to in the difficult term, uh, cosmo-localization, which tries to... Cosmo-localization. So there is the cosmos, that means the global area, as well as the localization and holding those two things together. Together. The peer-to-peer movement is one of those. Which Which we talked about in one of our programs. And and we probably come back to those anyway at some point in time. Then the, so, so there are really ways of building out alternative economies. There is. That, that is really what it is, and that is probably the most exciting part of it. It is holding together the economic, the ecological, as well as the social through an emphasis on relearning how to live together again. Mm. And particularly now, with all of the stuff which has happened in Melbourne and across Australia, with people just buying up toilet rolls, for God's sakes, because mm. they only think about their individual mm. needs. And they, as Walid Ali this morning said in the age, they have that sense of losing control. Mm. And then, for God's sake, they start buying toilet rolls. Mm. But it is indeed, as Walid says, a sign of people losing control because more and more things are now being organized and pretendedly going to be secure for us globally, and they show to not be 
controlled globally anymore mm. with a crisis, a combined crisis like an economic and a health crisis like coronavirus. So it's really interesting that a lot of these movements start to return to the local in order to regain degrees of control over their present and over their future. Mm. In the best instances, and I'm going to stop there, in the best instances where then local councils are also getting that, you find growing collaborations between local councils uh, and including people in the planning, which then as planning starts to include all of those dimensions of the ecology, the economy, as well as the relational kind of thing. Mm. For example, what we now find is words like co-design, co-production, those kinds of things. Why mm. we probably don't like them, mm. because we had a perfect vocabulary to talk about these things mm. in the participatory realm of... of Beyond a marketized to- model. Exactly. So the co-production, co-design, really in the way they are being pronounced and used, they don't really sufficiently address the need to address our system. So we probably, in future ones, will talk more about both those initiatives as well as the ones which are not more corresponding to an activist kind of a frame, like mm. uh, Occupy movement, the, the uh, Indignados and several like that. Yeah, and, and perhaps you could put some for people who are interested, some resources on our page mm. Yep. Uh, after we put yeah. the podcast up sometime. Yeah. For okay. example, the new community, the last one, has a really good example of, uh, of local de- community development by uh, Amiya Singh and Supriya Patanayak. Mm. From India, it's a where, they, where they revitalized really a local village uh, through the reorganization of work, the reorganization of, of property, the reorganization of access to public land, and things like a really, mm. really interesting Locals example. So taking for, over f- f- fellow fields to yeah. grow vegetables together yeah, and yeah. sell locally. And sell, Beautiful. Yeah. So it addresses all of those kinds of issues in one project held together. Mm. So we'll no doubt be talking more about this, but Mm. I also do want to alert people to that Australian Council of Social Services, which we mentioned, do have a campaign to raise Centrelink. It's an ongoing campaign. The campaign is called Raise the Rate. So if you're on the web, go to Raise the Rate um, ACOS, A-C-O-S-S. But also, if you're not on the net, don't worry, just go and bash down the door of Mm -hmm. your federal... MP or Senator and tell them New Start, Youth Allowance and similar Centrelink payments need to be raised Mm -hmm. as a matter of urgency. And you can call that social action. (laughs) Yes, but don't really bash down the door. I don't want to get (laughs) into trouble. Knock on it. It was Uh an expression. Uh Um, So thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR. Shark, that's a big sigh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Shark Belay and Jennifer Burrell. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. And the sigh was not about anything (laughs) but wanting to say so much more, but half an hour is half an hour. But we have lots more half hours, Jack, don't worry. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.